Boom! What's up, Familia? Dayspring here from the airport because I'm always traveling, especially during auction season. But I meant to record my thoughts on Jean Grey issue three a little earlier, and I was like, you know what? I get to the airport early enough. I'm like, I'm like airport dad. I go, I, I get in like three hours before my flight. I love sitting down. I love working on the podcast. I love recording my feels at an airport. So. Hopefully I'm not going to be too loud for the people around me because it is pretty early. Um, but anyways, I wanted to discuss Jean Grey Issue 3. Yay! And Familia, what a letdown. This issue was the biggest letdown ever. I'm going to say this up front. This is not going to be a positive review. I don't have positive things to say right now. I apologize in advance to those of you who are tuning in. You know, we love our God Queen Jean Grey. We love Louise Simonson. We, the series we are holding up to a higher bar. I'm just so sick and tired of being promised a Jean Grey series, right? We, we were promised one during Judgment Day, that one shot of Judgment Day, Jean Grey. And it was going to answer all of our questions we had about Jean Grey and the Phoenix. Similarly with this one, this was supposed to be a meditation on Jean, on her guilt, and where did it all go wrong with Brokoa? And... There, it's just not delivery. I, I don't know why it's more of the same. Not only is it more of the same, but they're tackling points in the story that, that have already been tackled, especially with Madeline. We just had Dark Web. Less than a year ago, we had Jean and Madeline in Dark Web where they resolved their issues. So I don't know why these issues are cracked open right now, why Jean would feel any sort of guilt, why there would be a line of Madeline saying, you took so much away from me. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Jean gave Madeline her memories of Baby Cable. That's what Madeline wanted during Dark Web. Why is Madeline still angry in this? And and yes, th there's there is this weirdness at the beginning of the issue where we see Jean talking to Madeline, and it seems like Madeline and Jean are you know part of the same soul, which I do love. That I love that. Don't do not think I did not notice that little detail because I do love it. But then it, the story just morphs into a what if about Inferno that's just not very interesting at all. And it just ends with Madeline flooding Manhattan. <laughs> How ironic. The Inferno is actually a flood. The world will not end in fire. It'll end in a tidal wave from Madeline Pryor. That's it. She, what if Jean had heard the baby and was able to rescue the baby before, you know, baby Nathan made it to, made it to Madeline for the Inferno? And Madeline incinerates Mr. Sinister and Cyclops. That's it. There is no meditation on the Jean Grey Madeline Pryor relationship, especially since Zeb Wells and Dugan already tackled this during Dark Web. Okay, one positive thing I am going to say about this issue is the art. The Bernard Chang art is gorgeous. The way we open up to that page of Inferno, I think. Inferno looks absolutely beautiful. Like I, I that's the Inferno I want to go back and revisit in the comics. But this issue, there was so much exhibition being being thrown at us and repetitive information. And and you can tell, like Louise Simonson kind of wrote herself into like this little weird like pigeonhole here because she's here, like Sinister has to tell Madeline that she's a clone of Jean Grey. And then Madeline needs to tell Jean Grey in this what if scenario that she is a clone of her. So this is information we already know going into it. You know, unfortunately, given the circumstances and the nature of the story, we have to sort of go through it. 
I would have kicked off the story right where Madeline incinerated Cyclops. That's where I would have picked up the story. Like I said, with the previous issue, this is supposed to be Jean meditating on what she did wrong, how Krakoa fell, because she is feeling a lot of guilt with what happened at the Hellfire Gala. So with the last issue, I would have said that perhaps Jean, in her guilt-ridden mind, thought that maybe she was focusing too much on her relationships with Cyclops and Wolverine. And this would have been a perfect venue to analyze why these three work together with a throuple that editorial is implying with us that, that, that they're in. Why wouldn't Jean look at, at that relationship? And maybe she was distracted being on this island for once being happy. She's back to life. She's, she's finally living on an island where she can just sigh and have fun. She doesn't have to worry about dying. So maybe she loosened up a little bit. Maybe she wasn't as vigilant as she thought she did. Again, I, I'm not saying she wasn't in story. I'm not saying she wasn't in story, but I'm just saying that perhaps this is where her mind would go if she's feeling guilt about what happened on Krakoa. Similarly, with Madeline, now that the issues with Madeline have been resolved, maybe Jean can meditate on that relationship. Maybe she's thinking, I should have pushed the council to really have resurrected her earlier. So because two Jean Greys on the island is better than one. And we could have I could have trained Madeline and we could have protected Krakoa. And, you know, by the time Nimrod would have come, we both could have taken down Nimrod and Moira and everything. But no, there, there is no examination here of her relationship with Madeline. And, you know, one of the things that I just have always said is that Madeline, Jean, and Cyclops have been stalked and perverted by Mr. Sinister. Okay, I, I know when we talk about Scott and Madeline, for example, Scott is the one who walked out on Madeline when she had the baby to go be reunited with Jean. Right. And then Jean and Madeline fight. And we have so many people out there who are like, oh, Madeline's better than Jean, you know. And to what I would say to that is that Mr. Sinister has stalked Scott Summers since he was an orphan as a kid in an orphanage by himself, losing his parents, losing his brother, took genetic samples from Jean Grey without Jean Grey's consent, cloned Madeline gave her a fabricated history and sent her to be that one in a million chance that they could fall in love. And then they have a kid and then wants to get rid of Madeline. So Sinister here is the bane of all three of their existence, right? It is unfair what he did, what Mr. Sinister did to Madeline. It is unfair what Mr. Sinister did to Jean Grey. It's unfair what he did to Cyclops. This man is an awful human being. So I would have liked Jean to have at least had had some clarity in everything that had gone here. Instead, it's just regurgitating the plot we have gotten for the last like 40 years at X Factor that we know that that Cyclops thought Madeline was dead. You know, he had left Madeline to go be with Jean and then he thought Madeline was dead. And then they find the baby and Inferno happens and Madeline's angry. Yeah. We have gotten the story over and over again. We have gotten it over and over again in a what-if format as well. Very interesting what-if formats in the past. But that's it's time to move on. What was the point of this issue? 
This there, there's not, this issue. I wouldn't even say is setting anything up, right? We can we can start talking about the the links it has and what it's putting together at the end. But the actual content of the story, the actual content of this what if, does nothing to service the plot. And I was thinking, what is the entire point here? Because this isn't even actual continuity. I mean, what is the message that they're trying to say here? Because there's not even actual continuity. At least in the previous issue, there was this through line of the phoenix. We do have the Phoenix here, who, when it comes to Gene, Gene's like, you bring rebirth, but you also bring death, and I don't want that. And the Phoenix is like, okay, bye. Good luck not dying without me. <laughs> you know, is this the present time Phoenix talking to Gene? You know, and, and, and that's something that we can really start examining. I think is probably one of the more appetizing things of the series. And we only know of it because Louis Simonson's spoke about it on the next by Monday is the Phoenix, a cosmic force that came to Gene or did Gene create the Phoenix? And therefore anytime the Phoenix is manifesting around the Marvel universe, it's actually Gene's will being manifested. I love that question. I think we, we, the question is posed here. And I will also say that with Madeline, we, we it is really interesting that at the beginning of the issue, we do have a Madeline that's talking to Jean that seems to be aware that Jean is revisiting key moments of her of her life. That Madeline was very antagonistic. I don't know why she would be antagonistic, especially given Dark X-Men, that you know, she Madeline says that she felt Jean's death, given that in Dark Web they seem to have resolved their issues. The last time we saw Jean and Madeline together, it was like a backstory in in, in Dark X-Men one where Jean and Madeline and Scott were having dinner in limbo, or they were they were waiting for Madeline and they were with with Havoc, you know, something like that. So for all intents and purposes, they're all on good terms. And I don't know why this apparition, this part of Gene's soul, that's Madeline, whatever, would be so angry at Gene in this moment. If someone can explain it to me in the comments. I'm sure there is some kind of reasoning for it there. But let's talk about that ending, shall we? Where Madeline floods New York City and Gene says no and is like enough and she comes out of that scenario and she goes i accepted the phoenix power i sent the power to others i rejected the phoenix power every choice meant death and destruction what else should i have done and then she hears off screen why you ask you're the one who created this mess aren't you and we have all these iterations of gene around her uh we have teen gene we have dark phoenix we have 60s marvel girl gene we have jim lee gene we have here comes tomorrow gene looks like we have green phoenix and we have age of apocalypse gene i can't really tell who the other hand is right there um here i'll put it right there if you can see it i don't know whose hand you know which version of genes is that but you know, if you guys know Familia, let me know in the comments below. But I don't know. So I guess she's in the white hot room waiting for herself to arrive. These are all her different iterations because we know the white hot room is a nexus of all reality. You know, the beginning of the issue does, in fact, tie into what's happening in Immortal X-Men. And Jean hears Hope's voice. She's curious why she's in chains. So they are stringing that along in Immortal X-Men. And we know the mutants there are in the White Hot Room. We can presume Jean is in the White Hot Room here as well. This doesn't really make any sense to me because the White Hot Room is a, you know, 
physical is a plane of existence but i guess within the white hot room there are multiple planes of existence <laughs> so even though the mutants are their body and soul in the white hot room gene is there with a body and is trapped in her own mind that is also the white hot room it doesn't make any sense to me this is where i'm starting to get a little like peeved because i'm like trying to track everything here but gene does not seem to react when hearing the white hot room and gene would know what the white hot room is i know there was a couple comments in the immortal x-men recap that i did where i said you know hope as a white phoenix would know some kind of implication about the white hot room especially since she was in it during generation hope issue three and people were like well hope was a white phoenix but she wasn't a white phoenix of the crown to which i would say i don't think there's enough continuity out there to dispute there's a difference between hope's white phoenix and a white phoenix of the crown yes gene is white phoenix of the crown 100 that's how i want her but i would dare say that she probably would know what the you know what the white hot room is as we saw with cyclops in avx where he kind of ascended into the white hot room or at least touched something and had an inkling that the wall above him was white we could have assumed that hope had that sort of transcendental experience so where is this all going i don't know i, I if if i had it my way i would love it that gene becomes white phoenix and transports all the mutants outside of the white hot room in the desert they find themselves in and takes them back to earth but at this point man whatever whatever i just want the series to be over with i was complaining that we were getting four issues of magneto's resurrection and i can't believe that we got four issues of this it, it, the last two issues have been extremely inconsequential and a lot of people were reading into the first issue and gene's guilt and sort of an examination of of, of herself and I, I i agree it's all there but the last issue it was a straight up what if this is a straight up what if and what i was really upset about in the first issue kind of translates here which is it's sort of bookend by you know the plot points and then everything else in the middle is sort of just gibberish it's just what if gibberish because the watcher is still dead following original sin so gene has to act like her own what if i don't know why we have a what if though scenario here i don't know why anyone thought this would have been a good idea and again if you were going to use a what if to examine what was happening in the present day gene gray life then i would I would be all for it again you know with with issue one you had an opportunity of her being like well if i was you know if i had not unlocked i had i not locked away my memory as teen gene i could have been better prepared to defend krakoa fine that is that is a very valid argument given that teen gene went through so much second one she could have been like well you know i focused too much on scott and wolverine i should have been a better leader at krakoa great you know that the thruple has been at the center of a lot of krakoan questions um and in this one i should have i should have been there for madeline two two genes on krakoa is better than one we could have been a powerhouse because that's what we see here in this notice that madeline is able to control all those molecules that is phoenix level power which you know we saw in here comes tomorrow i've, I've said this Louise Simonson clearly loved Here Comes Tomorrow. You see the influence of Here Comes Tomorrow in everything she's writing. Even Madeline hovering over Jean really reminded me of Sublime as Beast hovering over the Here Comes Tomorrow Phoenix. So trust me, I, I think there's a lot of homage to Here Comes Tomorrow in the series. And I love that because Here Comes Tomorrow is one of my favorite 
X-Men stories, Jean Grey stories. I love Here Comes Tomorrow quite a bit. But, you know, she's like, I can control the molecules here. So Madeline's capable of great power. You know, and we know Teen Jean, without the Phoenix, could could perform really great bigger feats than the phoenix could have ever you know given her so you know we saw it with with her rearranging a lot of like molecules and we've seen her turn into that pink you know burst of energy we're seeing that power display with madeline so i i would imagine gene would have been like man i really should have i shouldn't have dropped the ball with madeline we really should have had madeline at the forefront you know because she does we we share the same dna we're still a powerhouse so, Familia, those are my thoughts on Jean Grey issue three. There isn't really much to say otherwise. You know, it's it's a it's just a straight up what if issue. That's it. You know, we're we're tying into Immortal X Men for a couple pages, and then we're setting up whatever this finale is going to be. Where I guess Jean Grey is in the white hot room, waiting for herself to arrive. So, Familia, how did you feel about Jean Grey issue three? Drop your feels below. DM me. Let, let's have a very good, conducive conversation about everything. 